Because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Hello, and welcome to the Blue Mill Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter and place your order, because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and Geek. Welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 34. My name is Jeff, and no guest in the cafe this week, so that means it's just me sitting here talking about a couple of topics that I have on my mind, and also a little thing that I need to get off my chest that I've been hearing a lot lately, and I just need to get something off my chest and my opinions and feelings about it. And of course, I don't expect you to agree with me on what I'm about to talk about, but I just need to get my opinions and feelings off my chest because everybody's been telling me their opinions and feelings on said subject. And the subject is um, perfect movies. Um, I was asked the other day at work what my perfect movie was or is. To me, there is no such thing as a perfect movie. I was brought up being told that no one is perfect. Everybody has imperfections. And to me, there's no such thing as a perfect movie. Every movie has imperfections. Yes, there are movies that are near perfect, but like I said, I don't believe in perfect. I there's nothing there's nothing really absolutely perfect. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I know it might not make sense, but yeah, to me, there is no such thing as a perfect movie. There are movies that I love. There are movies, in my opinion, that are awesome and I love watching over and over again. And that, I guess if you want to say they're perfect to me, that's fine. And when I told my coworker that, he kind of said to me, he goes, well, yeah, he goes, there's perfect movies, there's this or that. I'm like... No, there's, and I explained to him just how I explained it to you guys, and he still went on about, no, he goes, I'm a stating a fact, there's perfect movies, and to me, that is not a fact, but I guess to some people it is, it just was frustrating the crap out of me all week, and this question was asked to me this past Tuesday, and here it is Saturday, and it's still been bugging me, and I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't to get it off of my chest just because, uh, I tried to explain to him how I just explained it to you, and I feel like I'm stumbling over my words here, but, oh my goodness, I was, I felt like I was turning blue in the face trying to explain this to him, and 
I don't know if you guys understand or not what I'm trying to say, but if you do, please let me know on Twitter. Say, yes, Jeff, I understand what you're saying. Or no, I, yeah, it sounds kind of confusing. But yeah, to me, there is no such thing as a perfect movie. Everything has little imperfections. We all have little imperfections, and movies, all movies have little imperfections, and I'm probably going to get ridiculed for this, and roasted for this, and whatever, I don't care. Even The Empire Strikes Back has little imperfections to me, and but that does not stop me from saying I love The Empire Strikes Back, and that does not stop me from saying I love The Force Awakens, I love The Phantom Menace, I love Attack of the Clones, I love... The Last Jedi, I love Rise of Skywalker, I love Revenge of the Sith, I love New Hope, I love Return of the Jedi, I love Solo, I love Rogue One, I love all Star Wars. Oh my goodness, I'm losing my breath. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to say. You can love a movie to death, but in reality, no movie is actually absolutely perfect, at least in my opinion. Even pictures that have won the best picture that I thought were absolutely amazing and outstanding, like Braveheart. I love Braveheart. I love Titanic. But even the even those movies, ah, they're. I just don't know how to explain it. Everything has little imperfections, very minute imperfections, and I don't know. But I better stop talking about this because this is not a way to open up a Blue Cafe episode because I'm all about positivity and stuff, right? And here I am, right off the bat, I am complaining, and I am venting, and I apologize. But, like I said, it was just something that was on my chest all week, and I was trying to find the right words to describe how I feel about it, but here it is, almost five minutes into the show, and I'm still talking about it. And I feel like I haven't explained it, but if I have, let me know. And if it is confusing, let me know because sometimes I feel like I can talk forever. And then after I'm done, my friend will look at me and go, what did you just say? So that's all I'm saying is I feel like I've been stumbling and babbling incoherently. So let's get on with episode 34 proper, shall we? Enough of my babbling about perfection. Um, We had... The new Clone Wars trailer just popped up this past week. I'm not going to talk a lot about it because I've only watched it once. Um, it has it has made me more excited for this season. I cannot wait. As you all know, Ahsoka is my favorite Clone Wars character. Um, can't wait to see more, more of her, how her story sort of ends in the Clone Wars and how... We will continue in Rebels. Hopefully we get, you know, all, all the way up to her becoming Fulcrum. I would really like to see that, but I don't know if we'll see that or not in this season. Um, so that that came out, and I, like I said, I enjoyed the trailer. I only watched it once because I don't want to, I don't know, get myself too pumped up. Because I don't think they still have said if it was going to be released all at once, or if they're going to release it week to week like they did The Mandalorian, which I'm hoping they keep the week to week format because I do not have time 
to sit down when it first premieres on Disney Plus and binge the entire season. And I don't want it to get spoiled for me because I, for some reason, can't stay off Twitter longer than a day. So I, I, I need to be on there to get my Star Wars information. And a lot of people uh, are shying away from Twitter because of the, uh, the negativity and everything of the Star Wars. But it, it's been said before by other podcasters and by other people I follow on Twitter, but I'll just say it. If you filter and customize your your Twitter feed, and you'll be fine. That's what I do. I don't follow the negative people. I don't follow anybody that uses the terms fandom menace. I don't follow any haters or anybody. If someone has something negative to say to me and it's over the line, I will block them. I will mute them. So I don't see it anymore. That's all you have to do is customize your feed and you should be fine. I only follow the people that I, I like that can have a normal conversation. I, I follow people that didn't care for the Rise of Skywalker and they they don't crucify me for loving the Rise of Skywalker. We we talk about it. We They tell me what they disliked about it and I tell them what I liked about it and we just share thoughts and feelings and we we can you know see each other's points and agree or disagree with them that's fine but anyway enough about that as well um besides the clone wars season seven coming out there's this thing called project luminous that i've been hearing about i am going to admit right off the bat before I get into my thoughts and feelings about it, that I am not very knowledgeable on what it exactly is yet. I am just going on what I've heard on other podcasts and what I have briefly read online about it. Yes, it's called Project Luminous. It it's to be set in the High Republic uh, the High Republic era. 400 years before the Skywalker saga. No problem with that. That sounds great right off the bat. But from what I've been hearing is that the whole project consists of a line of books, video games, movies, and possibly series on Disney+. And they're all going to be interconnected. That's where I have a little problem. Because, one, even though, yes, I've said I'm getting into reading the novels now, um, I have a very hard time reading. For me, I am still reading the Ahsoka novel. I have not finished that yet, and I started that almost a year ago. That's how slow I read. I have to read, when I go back to pick up my book, I have to read the previous chapter because I forget where I was. I don't, I guess when I read, it takes me a while to comprehend what I'm reading because it, I, I, I don't know what, why, but that's just the way I am. Um, but anyway, it takes me a while to read. And even if I would pick up, can afford and pick up the audiobooks, I can't afford a subscription right now to Audible, so I'm not really into the 
audiobooks as much as I should be, even with those, I wouldn't have enough time to listen to one with all the other stuff I listen to. In, in time, to the movies and the shows and the video, and plus, I'm not a video gamer. That means I'm going to be going to YouTube again to watch the cutscenes on YouTube like I do with most video games, and that doesn't bother me. That, I will do that all day long. That does not bother me. But the books, the novels, I don't think it's right to do that, to have them all intertwined like that and say you must read this novel before you see this coming movie. To me, it, that's just not right. First and foremost, Star Wars has always been a visual medium. It started out as a movie and blended, blended into TV shows and then novels and stuff like that. That's fine. But when you say you have to read this book that comes out like two weeks before this movie to understand the movie, I think that is wrong. Not everybody can read a freaking novel in two weeks. I applaud the people that can read that fast. I can't. So, I don't know. And people have always asked me, you love everything in Star Wars. Well, I do, but this might be the first thing that I'm going to have a problem with because there's no way I'm going to be able to keep up with those novels before the movie. So, Hey, these might be the first set of movies I won't see because, hey, I haven't read the book yet. I'm going to have to read this book. That's going to take me like a year to read, and then I'll finally see the movie. But by that time, the book will be spoiled and the movie will be spoiled for me, so what's the point? So, I understand, and when I first said my feelings about this on Twitter, someone snapped back at me and said, Why don't you just read a book? You're not, it's not going to kill you to read a book. Um, that to me was kind of hurtful. Hey, I, even though in my tweet I said I have a hard time reading, they snapped back at me and said it's not going to hurt you to read a book. That's fine and dandy, but don't snap at someone before you know their whole situation. There are some people that, like me, have a hard time, very hard time reading, and I don't know. I guess I just took it too personal, but it did a it did. I was offended when I saw that comment, and I was offended so much I deleted that entire tweet. So that tweet is not out there anymore because of that. And like I said, I probably overreacted, but hey, everybody has feelings. I understand that. And these are just my feelings on Project Luminous that I don't think it's right to make all this stuff intertwine the novels and the movies. So we'll see. We'll see what ha, how it actually goes. But those are the rumors, and that's what I've been hearing. And it's just been really bothering me. And I just wanted to get that off my chest as well. And I'm sorry if <laughs> the beginning of this episode's been a downer, but I didn't mean for it to be. But I just wanted to get my feelings about it out there. And yes, I understand. I am trying to read, believe me. Like I said, I'm just about done with my Ahsoka novel, and after that, my wife got me like three or four nice novels, Star Wars novels for Christmas that I'm going to start reading. Um, like I said, I don't care how long it takes me to read them. I'm going to read them because I want to hear that. I want to know what that story is. So I have nothing against reading. I'm just trying to explain that 
some people have a very hard time reading and you shouldn't be when I someone tweets out their opinions on something you shouldn't be snapping back at them saying just pick up a book there's nothing wrong with reading um, don't do that because I am not saying that I'm anti-reading okay I am just saying I have a very hard time so and believe me that was just very hard for me to share on the podcast about my reading level so I like I said I just wanted to get it out there because that has been bugging me too ever since that 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 happened and I wanted to get that off my chest like I said so again sorry if the beginning of this podcast is a little downer but we're going to end this podcast with an upbeat topic or a little you know more cheerful topic when I come back from the break we are going to talk about the new big three and of course when I say the new big three of course I'm referring to Ray, Finn and Poe of the sequel trilogy now that the sequel trilogy is over how do I feel about these the, the, the new big three we'll find out right after this break good morning Jeff the usual nah not this morning Dex I had a bad Ronto rap last night, and my stomach is killing me now. Sorry to hear that. We're not in but two, you know. Does your stomach feel like you've eaten a bunch of death sticks? Trust Galactoseltzer to ease heartburn faster than a Neju. Wow. I feel great, Dex. Thanks. You want that calf to go? Yes, please. I'm ready to take on those rebels. Galactoseltzer. Always the one. No more, no less. Results not guaranteed. Okay, and we're back. And yes, during that break, I've calmed down a little bit. Uh, I sh- shook off the negativ- ne- negativity and all the stuff that I need to get off my chest at the beginning of the episode. And again, like I said, I apologize for all that. But it's just something I wanted to get off my chest. Believe me, I'm still a very positive person. So... We are going to jump into the new big three, Ray Finn Poe of the sequel trilogy. And now that the sequel trilogy is over, how do I feel about these characters? Where do they fit in my favorite of all time? Well, I can safely say Ray is now my second favorite character of all time, behind Luke and just in front of Han Solo. So, um, Ray for me, she was the standout in the sequel trilogy, in my opinion. Daisy Ridley, great actress, brought passion, brought um, everything to the role of Rey. Uh, she, in my mind, she really, really deserved maybe a, a nomination for something, if not an Oscar, at least an, um, a Golden Globe or something for her role in, as Rey. But, of course... The Academy and the Golden Globes, I guess, don't recognize movies like Star Wars and stuff like that. Like us, and even though he's not technically one of the big three, Adam Driver playing Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo, he was tremendous as well. He was another standout here in the sequel trilogy. His acting was amazing. I really, really loved him in The Rise of Skywalker as Ben Solo. I wish we could have gotten more of Ben Solo in The Rise of Skywalker. I wanted to see more of him playing Ben because I really love that. He 
Oh my goodness. Him has been there at the end with the solo shrug and everything. I loved everything about that scene. Um, and like I said, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, big standouts in the sequel trilogy. I had to throw Adam Driver in there real quick before I got to Finn and Poe because technically, even though he's not part of the new big three, he deserved a mention and how I felt about his character. And I'm pretty sure everyone that follows me and listens to my podcast know how I feel about the sequel trilogy. I love the sequel trilogy. I love the original trilogy, of course, because that's what I was raised on. And I love the prequel trilogy. And let me remind you, the prequel trilogy started when I was 30 years old. So, and that didn't stop me from loving Jar Jar Binks. That did not stop me from loving young Anakin. And you should all know by now, my favorite prequel movie is The Phantom Menace. I've watched The Phantom Menace more than any prequel movie. So, I I don't know what it is about it. I guess it's the one that has the most Jar Jar. And it's the one that is the most light, light, I guess. The Clone Wars started getting dark, and then of course Revenge of the Sith super dark. Not that I don't like that type of Star Wars. I just prefer, prefer my Star Wars a little bit light, lighter, lighthearted, I guess. But I guess Rise of Skywalker wasn't all lighthearted. It was dark and lighthearted, but I still loved it. And Finn and Poe. Oh my goodness. What would the Rise of Skywalker have been without Finn and Poe? The Rise of Skywalker, I think, the last movie in the trilogy really brought out these two especially since all three of them were hanging out the most in the rise of skywalker oh my goodness i loved every second that those three were on screen together the banter between them was amazing made me laugh made me cry um oscar isaac was great john boyega was great some people forget the freaking quality of actors we had in the sequel trilogy was freaking amazing. Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. Oh my goodness. And way back when The Force Awakens was coming out, really the only person I heard of was Oscar Isaac. I was aware of him just a little bit. But I never heard of John Boyega. I never heard of Daisy Ridley. But now I'm glad I do because I have three new favorite actors that I follow now. I will see any movie with those three in it. Um, they are just amazing actors. And yes, I will see any movie now with Adam Driver in it. Have you guys seen Marriage Story? If you haven't watched Marriage Story, uh, pause the podcast. Go turn on Netflix and freaking watch marriage story because that man deserves an Oscar for that movie right there that's what I'm going to say about it um, you have to see marriage story uh, oh my goodness um, yeah so not much really to say but the big three uh, yeah I I love the big three like I said Ray is right there now as my second favorite character of all time um, um, Finn Finn is most likely in my top 10 
Poe is definitely in my top ten. Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. Um, ben Solo would be in my top ten. Kylo might be just outside my top ten. Not that I didn't like Kylo him as, him as Kylo, but I liked him as Ben more. I hope that sounded right. I'm not sure. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I was battling incoherently, so hopefully I'm ending the episode a little bit more coherent. And since we're winding down this episode, a um, couple things to let you know. Uh, to generate more feedback, I am going to start a new thing at the end of each episode starting today. It is going to be the BMC question of the week. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question here at the end of the episode and ask you to respond to it on my Twitter account at that BMC pod. It will be pinned to the top of my timeline, so it'll be easy to find. It'll be pinned there all week until I record my next episode so I can read some of the feedback to you guys on the next episode. And, of course, I will answer each question after I ask it that week. So, my very first BMC question of the week is, what series on Disney Plus... I'm sorry, let me start that over. Oh my goodness. What live-action Star Wars series coming on Disney Plus are you looking forward to the most? The... Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yes, we know it's on hold right now. It's not canceled, people. It's just on hold. Or the Cassian Andor series. Which of those two are you looking forward to the most? And if you want to leave me an explanation why, you can. Or you can just answer Kenobi or Cassian. You don't have to give an explanation if you don't want. Um, The one I'm looking forward to the most? Kenobi. Um, Yes, I was a little disappointed and a little shocked when I saw that news earlier this week. I didn't pay attention to it right away because of all the clickbait crap that uh, comes through the Star Wars news sometimes. And I saw that and I was like, I'm not clicking on this. This seems like clickbait. And then I saw more and more articles and I'm like, I found out it was legit. Yes, they're going to put it on hold for now. It is on hold, people. No matter what you see now saying that it's suspended indefinitely or it's never coming back. What's uh, Ewan McGregor going to do now? I'll tell you what Ewan McGregor is going to do. He's going to do the Kenobi series because it's just on hold. It will be out in 2021. That's what they're telling us, and that's what I'm going to believe until I see an official word on StarWars.com or from some other reputable source telling me that this series is done for good. So... The one I'm looking forward to the most is Kenobi, um, just because I like Ewan McGregor. And I heard the rumor that Jar Jar Binks is going to make his return in Kenobi, and oh my god, yes, I need to see that, because I love Jar Jar, as you all know. So, cannot wait for the Kenobi series, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. I cannot wait to hear your feedback on it. Like I said, it's going to be pinned to the top of my Twitter account which is at that BMC pod. And hey, if you want to, if send, you could send it to my personal Twitter too, at LazyPorg, but the, the question will be pinned over at 
uh, that BMC Pod Twitter account. So, anyway, that is my episode for this week. And of course, at the end of the episode, I am still playing the Star Wars radio dramas. And this week starts the Return of the Jedi radio drama, which is probably the weakest of all the three because you don't have Mark Hamill as Luke, but it's still worth a listen. Listen to it. It's only a six-part radio drama. I think this one is. This one's probably the shortest one. Um, But after the end credits, like I said, stay tuned for Return of the Jedi radio drama episode number one. So, until then... I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. visiting the cafe. We know life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. And remember, blue milk, it does a body good. still here. It's over. Go home. Star Wars Return of the Jedi Episode 1 Tatooine Haunts Long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there came a time of revolution, when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire. Since its defeats at Hoth and elsewhere, the Rebel Alliance has rallied to press the empire hard. Interstellar war hangs in the balance, and all combatants feel that final, decisive battle draws near. Preparing himself for this moment, Luke Skywalker has trained tenaciously 
and undergone many trials in his efforts to become a Jedi Knight and learn the ways of the Force. Now he has returned to the desert planet Tatooine where he was raised. It is here that Luke means to stake his life on an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile, slug-like gangster Jabba the Hutt. But before he is ready to face that challenge, or the greater perils that may lie beyond, he must finish one last task. So it is that the morning light of the planet's twin suns finds him in a hermit's dwelling, hard by the western dune sea. must be precise if the energy beam is to maintain its density. Hmm? No, R2, I don't need you. I was just reading out loud. Talking to myself, I guess. It's what old Ben used to do, too, sometimes. That's one of the reasons all the kids around Anchorhead thought he was a sunstruck hermit. Must be something about being back on Tatooine, back in his house. Brings out the crazy old wizard in me, too. If you're saying I can talk to you, R2, thanks. But at the moment, I need to work on this little project. The sooner I get it done, the better. If 3PO were here, I think he'd call this mindless tedium. Yeah, well, don't worry. We'll meet up with 3PO and the others soon enough. I had to come back to Ben's house to do this. I needed his tools and his books... And it completes the circle somehow. <laughs> Adagan crystals are recommended for maximum density and purity. Yeah, well, I guess these will do. Okay. There. Almost. Got it. Go! <laughs> Not again! R2, get that focal lens for me. It slid under the workbench. I'm sure you're giving me a lot of helpful advice, my little friend, but this is something I have to do on my own. I have to know that I'm ready for this. Ready for what lies ahead. Thanks. I don't know, R2. Maybe this can't be done. Give me the book, R2. Last try. Either I'm ready for this or I'm not. The concave surface of the focal lens must rest within a two-degree arc of... What am I doing? I've read the instructions a dozen times. And a dozen times I've failed. Always with you, it cannot be done. Master Yoda, can I forget so soon? I don't need this. R2, hand me the superconductor. And now the power cell. And the crystals. There. It's done. Try not. Do or do not. There is no try. Here it goes. Oh, my God. 
he grows strong. Yes, my master. I have felt it. Perhaps he should have been destroyed on Vesper. It is unlike you to fail in such matters, Lord Vader. He will not escape again. He can still be turned. I need only one more opportunity. I to... have other work for you, my friend. Our efforts near the moon of Endor have fallen behind schedule. Use your particular talents to encourage the engineers to make haste. Impress upon them the importance of meeting my every expectation. You have my permission to make examples. I shall leave at once, my master. As for Skywalker... He is not your concern. He could be a powerful tool, Lord Vader. My tool. But only if he serves my purpose. As you wish, my master. Those who do not serve my ends, no matter how powerful they are, will be eliminated. Are we clear on this matter, Lord Vader? We are clear. Excellent. Leave at once for Endor, and wait for me there. Are to wait for me? R2-D2, stop! I simply must rest for a moment. R2, you pause this very instant. That's more like it. You watch your language. Easy for you to say, keep it in gear. <laughs> you know full well that all this wretched sand is hard on more technologically evolved droids like myself. How could Master Luke have ordered us out into these murderous wastelands alone? Surely he doesn't expect us to rescue Captain Solo without assistance. Are you certain your electromagnetic field sensors are functioning correctly? Then where is this palace of Jabba the Hutt? There's nothing here but sand and rock. Building? What building? Oh. That is scarcely what I would call a palace, Artu. It looks more like an iron foundry. Of course I'm worried. And you should be too. Lando Calrissian and poor Chewbacca never returned when they set out for that awful place. If I told you half the things I've heard about Jabba the Hutt, you'd probably short-circuit. Perhaps there's been some mistake. Ah, let me hear the message Master Luke gave you to convey to Jabba. Classified? I am Master Luke's most trusted confidant. Well, I have no intention of arguing until my lubrication fittings clog up. Come along. Let's get this over with. What a forbidding place. R2, are you sure this is the right spot? Uh, well, I don't see the comic terminal. I'd better not, I suppose. Nobody home. Come along. We'd better leave right away and inform Master Luke. Oh, uh, goodness gracious me, a monitor arm. Digital. 
Mind it doesn't poke out your photoreceptor, Artu. And you, uh, kindly watch where you're swiveling your macro scanner. Mind you, Aunt Oh, um, uh, Artu de Toa, though, uh, C3PO, uh, to Mr. Odd Mishka Jabadu Hut? How rude. It withdrew without even saying good day. I don't think they're going to let us in, Artu. We'd better go. Oh. They're raising the portal. My goodness. It's very dark in there, isn't it? Arthur, wait! We're here for delicate negotiations. I really don't think we should rush into all this. Arthur, this is no time to be impetuous! Gracious, it's like a darkened tomb in here. Wait, what was that? Gamorian guards! Oh, it would have to be those disgusting green ruffians. Just you deliver Master Luke's message so we can get out of here. Oh my, they're closing the portal again. Twilek? What Twilek? Um, yes. I realise we have arrived uninvited, sir. I uh, presume you to be Biff Fortuna, Major Domo to Jabba the Hutt. I was told I would recognise you by your... That is your... Magnificent cranial tentacles. Diwana Diwana Wago. We bring a message for your master. The Jabba Wanga. That's right, Artu. And a gift. Gift? What gift? The Jabba no bad. Is Ioto Artu Ditua. Give you the gift and the message? I'm not sure if our master would approve of such a procedure. My counterpart says that our instructions are to give these things only to Jabba himself. In person. I'm terribly sorry, Artu is ever so stubborn about this sort of thing. Jabba's audience chamber is that way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Come along, Artu. Artu. I have a bad feeling about this. Oh, my stars! What an appalling scene! No, Artu, I have never seen a more sinister and depraved crowd. I would think the rest of the galaxy safe, what with every thug, debauched, and scofflaw having gathered here. <laughs> well, yes, Jabba the Hutt would be that huge, slug like individual on the dais, but I do not recommend you address him that way. Jabba, God, no my lord. Oh, J Jabba, uh, coming, sir, uh, coming. Good morning, your magnitude. Uh, Artu, play Master Luke's message for our host. Greetings, exalted one. Oh. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight and friend to Captain Solo. I know you are powerful, mighty Jabba, and that your anger with Solo must be equally powerful. I seek an audience with your greatness to bargain for Solo's life. 
ensure that we can work out an arrangement which will be mutually beneficial and enable us to avoid any unpleasant confrontation. As a token of my goodwill, I present you a gift. These two droids, R2-D2 and C-3PO. What did he say? Both are hardworking and will serve you well. I await your decision. This can't be. R2, you played the wrong message. Jabba basta bagwad it were not is no Jedi. There will be no bargain. We're doomed. Jabba declares that he will not give up his favorite wall decoration. He says he likes Captain Solo where he is. Oh, Artem, no! It's Captain Solo, still frozen in a slab of carbonite. Maybe they are is ordering them to take us into service. We are to be his slaves. Oh, oh no, 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 there's no need for violence. Oh, Artem, I do not agitate the Gamorreans. We, we will come quietly. Oh, dear. Oh, oh, right, I'm going. There's no need to shout. Oh, to stay close. Sent to the dungeons. What could possibly have come over our master? Could it be something I did? He never expressed any unhappiness with my work. Yes, I'm going. Oh, where? To that door? Very well, since resistance is useless. Oh, mercy. It's something out of a droid's nightmare. Oh, look, Hattie. They're branding the sole of that poor little power droid's feet. May the maker preserve us. What have we here? You are a protocol droid, are you not? I am C-3PO, human sight. Yes or no will do. Oh, this. Yes. How many languages do you speak? I am fluent in over six million forms of communication and can... Splendid. We have been without an interpreter since Jabba got angry with our last one and disintegrated him. Disintegrated? Other units he melts or feeds into the grinder unit. Guard, this protocol droid might be useful temporarily. Fitting with the restraining bolt and taken back up to His Excellency's main audience chamber. Ah, you don't forsake me! You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn respect. I have need for an R2 unit on Jabba's sail barge. You'll fill in nicely, or else. Training boat will cause me to short circuit before long if I'm not trampled by one of these ruffians first. Oh, why? There's Boba Fett. Oh, what am I doing here? I'm sure I don't deserve such a horrible fate. If only R2 were with me. He's much better suited to this madness than I. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, what excuse are you me. I'm terribly sorry, man. All this boisterous behavior has quite upset my equilibrium. Mm. Oh, I see you are a dancing girl. 
I had no idea Jack had employed quite so many. I'm his latest acquisition. I've heard the girls make a lot of money dancing here. <laughs> At least the ones that survive till payday. Well, I hope your salary is more generous than your costume, Miss... Uh... You can call me Arica. Oh, and uh, I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations. I saw the show you and that R2 unit put on. You used to belong to someone named Skywalker? Indeed, and I'm sure there's been a grave mistake. Master Luke would never abandon us to this den of thieves. At least, I hope not. So you think Skywalker really will come for you? <laughs> Now what? Jabba's calling on one of his dancers. That's Ula. If you've never seen a Twi'lek female dance, you're in for a treat. Yes, she's uh, quite flexible. She's Jabba's current favorite. I suppose that must be why he keeps her chained to his throne. Won't last. There's one dance she won't do for Jabba no matter how much he pays her. Oh my! He's dragging her towards him by the chain. She won't have much choice now, I'm afraid. Mm, she's putting up a good fight. From what I know of Jabba, he won't tolerate that for long. He's activated some sort of trap door. That poor creature is falling in. Oh, is that a rancor? Oh, how horrible. Won't somebody help her, Attica? Well, Attica? Uh, where has she got to? No, I, I, I can't look. Oh, that poor, poor creature. Someone shooting. I'm right here, your enormity. Master Jabber demands to know who fired a weapon. Oh, preeminent Jabber, this interloper says that he is the bounty hunter Bush. He states that he has come for the bounty on this Wookiee whom he brings before you in chains. Jabba proclaims, at last we have the mighty Chewbacca. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome, Bush, and will gladly pay you the reward of 25,000. You too, you too. Bush demands 50,000, no less. Please, Master, I'm only translating. But your voluminousness, why be angry at me? The mighty Jabba asks Bush why Jabba must pay 50,000. I, you too. Bush demands it because he's holding a thermal detonator! The awesome Jabber says that this bounty hunter is his kind of scum, fearless and inventive. The magnanimous Jabber therefore offers the sum of 35,000, and I do suggest you take it, Bush. Yato. Cha. He agrees! Oh. <laughs>
The exalted Jabba commands that Chewbacca be taken to the dungeons. More's the pity. Fortuna, it truly wasn't necessary to excruciate my circuits with a restraining bolt activator. But why are we all hiding back here behind the curtain? A surprise, Master Jabber, but how jolly. It's that bounty hunter Bush. Why is Bush tampering with Captain Solo's carbonite slab? And why would he activate the mechanism to thaw Captain Solo? The carbonite is melting away, but his hands are moving. It's working. Captain Solo survived. He's alive. sickness. I, I can't see. Your eyesight will return in time. Where am I? In Java's palace. Why are you hiding behind that helmet? Why do you de-ice me? Who are you? Someone who loves you, Han. Leia. Well, save your strength, Han. I've got to get you out of here. Are you strong enough to stand up? Yeah. If it'll get me out of that big slug's filthy wallow. I know that laugh. The prestidigitary Jabber commands that the curtain be opened. Jabba. Jabba, Boba Fett, the whole sick crew on. Jabba, look. I was just on my way to pay you back when I got a little sidetracked. It's not my fault. This will be bad for business, John. Look, why can't we just... Sit down and straighten it all out. The dungeons have no... Jabba, I'll, I'll pay you trip. All right, let me go. Jabba, you're throwing away a fortune. Don't be a fool, Jabba. I'm on the level this time. Jabba further commands that the Princess Leia be brought to him. I'm warning you, Jabba. We have powerful friends. You're going to regret this? The uh, voluptuary jabber is unworried. He observes that the Princess Leia Organa looks... Uh, looks good enough to eat. 
Get that tongue off me, you repulsive, hot, degenerate. I can't bear to watch. How could Master Luke allow it to come to this? It's the end of us all. The rebels haven't known so dire a moment since the disaster at Cloud City. But out on the endless dunes of Tatooine, a lone figure walks. One solitary, unarmed knight, moving inexorably towards an appointed reckoning in the palace of Jabba the Hutt. Star Wars Return of the Jedi by Brian Daly. Based on characters and situations created by George Lucas and on the screenplay by Lawrence Kasdan and George Lucas. Additional material by John Whitman. Featured in the cast were Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Edward Asner as Jabba the Hutt, Samantha Bennett as Arika, David Dukes as Bib Fortuna, Joshua Farden as Luke Skywalker, Paul Hecht as the Emperor, Perry King as Han Solo, Brock Peters as Darth Vader, Anne Sachs as Princess Leia, and Yardley Smith as 99. This is Ken Hiller. Star Wars Return of the Jedi was directed by John Madden and produced by Tom Vagley. The co-producer was Julie Hartley. Sound design for Lucasfilm by Ben Burt. Music by John Williams. Post-production was realized with assistance from Tom Mudge and John Scherf by Tom Vagley. Star Wars Return of the Jedi was produced by Highbridge Audio in association with Tom Vagley Productions and LA Theater Works and with the cooperation of Lucasfilm Limited.